having several other competitors when I was running my business in my area. People are always asking, well, why are you talking to them? Why are you uh, <laughs> yeah. mingling with the competition? What do you have to learn? What do you have to gain? And in my view and in my philosophy was, well, there's always something to learn and there's more than enough work out there for everybody. Yeah. Make the pie bigger. Yes. And uh, it's not that it's a finite pie. It's, well, let's just make work together, build up the industry. So yeah. uh, you make the pie bigger and there's just enough work for everybody. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. I've got a real treat for you today. Paul Baluk spent eight years with Student Works West and as a five-year uh, franchisee operator, and then three years as a you know, hyper-successful, top-performing business coach, district manager, general manager. And um, since then, he he helped his wife and partner start a, a brand, and uh, and then he went and tried to find something that he was really passionate about, which is is really coaching and developing leaders, coaching and developing entrepreneurs. And, and he went to literally, you know, I think the, the number one amongst the, the best entrepreneurial franchise brands in North America and the world is OT2E, uh, which holds Shack Shine, Wow One Day Painting, and of course, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Uh, Brian Scudamore was on our uh, podcast last year. You can jump on and listen to, to Brian and, and all the wisdom that he shared with us. This podcast is just amazing, just great wisdom, great learning from somebody who, who again, is just at, in the work of being a fantastic coach and working in a customer service business like this is and, and a um, being in partnership with business owners. How do we do that really, really well? I know you're going to love this podcast um, and uh, really excited to hear what you have to say. Please, you know, provide any feedback, Thompson at studentworks.com. And most importantly, if you know any amazing young leaders like Paul, we want to see them. So please reach out to us. Please share this podcast about people who are looking to, to, to really live big lives and really make a difference in the world. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Welcome, Paul, to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. A big fan of the podcast and listen to so many episodes. I had a lot of friends uh, join the show too. So glad to be here. Well, fantastic. Well, I just I was just saying before we started, it's you know clearly you're a coach of leaders, you're a coach of entrepreneurs, and it's just awesome. You know, to, to uh, I'm just so excited to sort of digging in and have a really great conversation, coach to coach, as it were. So why don't we? You know, again, why don't we take you back? We'll follow the, the the process of just, you know, before you found Student Works on campus, you know, who was Paul Baluk? What was going yes. on? Frustrations, et cetera. That's going back uh, several years now, but who was Paul? I mean, I, I've always liked to work hard and, and, and try to get ahead. I think it comes from uh, immigrant parents coming over right. here from Eastern Europe and trying to make a life out of nothing and, and really looking up to them and seeing what they've accomplished in, in such a short time. And, and from that, I saw, well, you got to work hard for your money and money yeah. helps you get ahead, gives you some freedom, can buy you nice 
things. And, and when I was younger, like, oh, that's something that I, I want to do. And at a young age, I, I've always learning from my immigrant parents and started work at 12 years old. I was wrapping yeah. hockey games mm-hmm. at 12 years old, trying to make a bit of extra money, yeah. save up some money for, for whatever it was that I wanted back in, in the day. Started wrapping hockey, uh, got into construction uh, later years in high school and uh, really saw what really money and, and success and what that could lead to in the future. Money, hard work, success. And then that led me to university. And in, in high school, I, I felt like I was a good student, but going into university, starting to feel a, a little bit lost, uh, not really knowing what direction wanted to go. Started in the sciences at Simon Fraser University and then, uh, you know, found out about student works. Right. And uh, that's really what led me down a different path. Yeah. So I knew at a young age, I'd like to get ahead, worked hard, make money, but I didn't really have a path of entrepreneurship like some people do. Yeah. I, I really had to go through that and discover that with student works. Well, it's really great. I didn't know that about you, that you're you know, a son of immigrant parents. One of the things I've discovered having done this you know, decades is it's interesting, but what I find is, is that our entrepreneurs who join our program tend to come from three, three buckets. And, and I just look, I'm not selecting them from the three buckets, but it's, you know, it's like sons and daughters of entrepreneurs. So by the way, that's not always a guarantee because sometimes entrepreneurs are horrible role models. I want to do that. <laughs> like he or she doesn't stop working. Oh my God. You know, but, but sons and daughters of entrepreneurs and sons and daughters of professionals, they get it. If my kids want to have the lifestyle I have, they, 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 they kind of get, they're not doing the shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves. You know, I'm not going to be successful. They're, they're engaged. They're, they're motivated. And then the third group is sons and daughters of immigrant families who come to Canada and they say, I want this opportunity. It always, you know, shocks me just, just kind of looking at all the complaints Canadians have about their, their country. And, and not to say I don't have any, but, but it is, you know, on a worldwide scale, gosh, this country works so well. And again, having that is such a neat thing. It is. And I've heard that classification before. And it's interesting looking back. My parents are not entrepreneurs. They're yeah. hard workers building up yeah. a new life in a new country. Yeah. And wow, th- looking back that I learned so much from them. And really not having that entrepreneurial background, I had to mold that myself, but learning from the values that my parents provided me um, and combined with my student works experience, just uh, really leading me to where I am today. So why don't we break it out? So you were a franchise par- partner and West, East, West Coast terminology, we call them operators. What did you take away? What are you still using from the experience of running your own business through your university years? Oh man, it's uh, everything. <laughs> Student Works teaches you so much about about business, whether it's systems and processes, or or marketing, sales, recruiting, management, leadership. I mean, I, I could go on just to name a few. Really, looking back and and what I'm still using from the program, it, it it's really prepared me for the next chapter of of my mm-hmm. life. Right, and I wouldn't be where I am without my experience with Student Works. I mean, looking at before I came in. I knew I had to work hard. I, I knew I liked money. I, I can see what it provided you and the life it could give you, but I didn't really have that entrepreneurial background. And coming into Student Works, and that really opened my eyes to wow, you really get out what you put into the business. And that's what really attracted me to it. Now, going through the program for many years, learning how powerful a systemized business is, 
right. how powerful processes are and really building a business and scaling a business through that. And then also coming out of it, like you've heard from many others, is the relationships you make. It mm-hmm. really teaches you to be a better person, your values, not to mention the friendships and the relationships that come out of student works. And some of my best friends are from the program and it's something yeah. that we're still connected day to day, but it, it's been huge for me. Yeah, no, for sure. And then what about, you know, obviously you're a top performer, you get the opportunity to become a, a, a district manager, a business coach. What was that experience like? What surprised you about the distinction between, you know, a franchisee and a business coach or, or district manager? Looking back on my first few years of running a business with Student Works and learning so much, I never thought I would have the opportunity to be a, a district manager or general manager. I was always really in the weeds, running my business, uh, learning how to do the day-to-day in university. Never really thought it was an opportunity. Uh, but then uh, Corey and, and Andrew, who, who approached me, I think this was 2011 or 12, and they said, hey, there's an opportunity uh, as a district manager opening. I'm like, wow, that could be a good fit. And the reason why I thought that was I've learned so much in five years running a business. I thought, well, this is a new challenge in helping others run a business. And not so much does it rely on me and my business. Now it's coaching and training and developing other leaders, other business owners, other students mm-hmm. to do what I did and run a exactly. business. And in many times, much more successful than I could ever be. And mm-hmm. seeing that in other students was just affording. Uh, and so when you look at coaching a business owner versus, you know, coaching a, a worker in your business, what, what do you see different and how does that relationship work differently? Yeah, it's uh, the classic, you know, you're coaching an entrepreneur versus coaching a, or, or managing an employee. It's, it's a mm-hmm. very different relationship and something I've learned over the years and still use to this day. What I found is the, the similarities they have is you're working to develop somebody to be better, right. but the delivery is a little bit different. Working with an entrepreneur, uh, you're coaching, you're guiding, you're asking questions, uh, you're helping them achieve their goal and their objectives. Uh, whereas an employee or somebody who works on your team, it's a bit of a different, uh, you're not guiding them to their goal or their business. You're yeah. still helping them be better in their position in their role, but a bit of a different dynamic between the two for sure. And that's something I, I learned as a district manager years ago with, with student works. Right. Yeah, no. And, and, and really excelled, you know, your business tripled in size over those three years and, and, you know, well, first of all, spending eight years is a, is a long time in our business, you know, that, you know, so what had you looking outside what was next for you? Mm-hmm. And, and the eight years was such a good experience for me with student works five years running a business in Western Canada and three years as a, as a GM, DM. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it came a time where the business was growing. I was having lots of fun, still learning a lot every year. But it was 2015, I remember. Uh, it was with me and my partner, uh, wife now, uh, but right. partner at the time, who yeah. I met through Student Works. That's a whole other story as well. But we decided we wanted to take a bit of a break, take a year off, do some traveling. And we started a business together. Mm-hmm. And uh, really why we decided to move on from student works is we wanted an- another challenge. Mm-hmm. We wanted to see, we both learned a lot in student works right? and wanted to challenge ourselves and see how can we apply this in the real world? right? How can we build our own business using what student works taught us? 
And how can we start that next chapter of our lives? Right. And that's really when it started was it's not so much needing to move on. It was let's take what we learned and incredible relationships, incredible values and lessons we learned. And let's apply this in something of our own. Right. And, and that's what we did. And um, we, we actually went on and, and we co-founded an e-commerce business, which uh, my partner, well, now wife, runs full time. Yeah. And from there, uh, once I helped get that started, she's now running that full time and then transitioned to something of my own. Awesome. Awesome. You know, for our leaders, uh, we're looking to get Paul's wife, Erin, on. And, and so uh, in 2022, just tell, tell the story, uh, top 30 under 30, entre- you know, leaders in Western, in Western Canada. I saw, I saw uh, some promotion about and, and what she's up to with that business. So we'll, we'll keep that for another show. And again, it's, it's really great you know, being part of that and co-creating that. And then I'm sure as well, being a sounding board, you know, uh, for her, um, you know, and sort of determining what's next, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that's, that's really, uh, really powerful. And uh, it really is fantastic when you have a relationship that works while you're working together. It's much harder. <laughs> you know, I, my, my wife's the CEO of our business and partner and, and it's, it's much harder, but but it really is amazing that we can do it together, and it and it and it really is a next level of communication, next level of problem solving, just because all the hats that can flip in a conversation, etc. You know, am I your husband now, or are we partners now, or you know, so absolutely, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you can make it work, it works fantastic. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You learn a lot about each other, a lot about yourselves and the business, and. Uh, like you said, are you, you know, are you, you, my business partner now, or are you my wife now, or it's, uh, but, but wow, the experience I wouldn't trade for the world. And, yeah. and like you mentioned, you guys are going to dig into her story in, in the next few months, but yeah, uh, I was privileged to be a part of it. And now she's taking it to something much bigger than I could ever imagine it could be. Yeah. To next level, which is really great. Exactly. And, and, and that whole space e-commerce business I can't tell you how many interviews I have where people are, you know, creating e-commerce businesses. So it really is kind of the late, the next, well, I shouldn't say, you know, it's a new thing that lots of our entrepreneurs are, are getting started with, you know, you know, cutting their teeth with. And, and obviously uh, the business that you guys have created and she's really going to the next level is really uh, super powerful. But talking about super powerful, you went and joined Shackstein. So, so first of all, just shout out, Brian Scudamore, who is is an absolute rock star, and so he was on our podcast last year and came and jumped on, and just just what a what an amazing giver and contributor, and just a, an incredible business icon, Canadian business icon. And so, give us some background on Shack Shine and One Eight Got Junk, etc. For our leaders who don't know, absolutely, and, and I've had the, the privilege of working with Brian and. And learning a lot from him over the years, but if I were yeah. to rewind a little bit back to 2015, and yeah, uh, you asked a, a question a couple of minutes ago, and you moved on from Student Works. Why did you move on? What did that look like? And you know, my wife and I, we moved on, uh, started a business, wanted to apply what we learned, something for ourselves, and try to truly build something. And the e-commerce business that she started, I I helped start up, get that going, but really the vertical not my true passion. And I wanted to really dig into what am I passionate about? What I really want to do with the expertise that I've gained over the years and reflecting back on it, what I really did with Student Works was help start up new businesses. 
Right. And that's what I was really passionate about reflecting back. That's what I helped my now wife with as well. And she's been doing an amazing job since then uh, growing that business. But in 2015 uh, came the opportunity to uh, join Shackshine. And it was a brand new startup business within the O2E Brands family. O2E Brands owns 1-800-GOT-JUNK and WOW One Day Painting. Yes. And in 2016, uh, when I joined at the time, it was brand new business for O2E Brands. And I decided to join. This is truly what I'm passionate about is helping young entrepreneurs grow their business and mm-hmm. grow and scale their business profitably. Right. And uh, in 2016, it was uh, Shackshine. Uh, doing less than a million dollars, a handful of entrepreneurs or franchise partners uh, throughout Canada, very small, young startup brand, and decided to join and partner with Shackshine to grow the brand across North America. Use what I learned at StudentWorks, the skill, the expertise, the entrepreneurialism, the coaching, leverage that and apply it to another home services brand. Awesome. And so, so um, OTE is ordinary to excellence. Is that right? Ordinary to exceptional. Close exceptional. Down. Okay, to exceptional. And, and, and again, if people want to learn more about 1-800-GOT-JUNK, go listen to Brian's uh, podcast. It's actually the most listened to podcast, no surprise. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so, so go tune in last year. But, you know, one of the things as well, some people might be thinking, why does Chris have this relationship with these guy who are competitors, right? Like, you know, and seeing the world as a competitive thing. Shack shot, we do window cleaning. One in here got junk. Sorry, not junk, but uh painting. We do painting. Oh, that that means we shouldn't talk, right? That means we should we should have uh disagreements. But you know, how do you see you know that in a business environment? Just that whole issue of competition, cooperation. Yes, that's, that's a, such a valuable lesson I learned, again, back in my student work days when I was younger and having several other competitors when I was running my business in my area. And, you know, people are always asking, well, why are you talking to them? Why are you uh, <laughs> yeah. mingling with the competition? What do you have to learn? What do you have to gain? And in my view and in my philosophy was, well, there's always something to learn and there's more than enough work out there for everybody. Yeah. Make the pie bigger. Yes. And uh, it's not that it's a finite pie. It's, well, let's just make work together, build up the industry. So uh, you make the pie bigger and there's just enough work for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and it's really seeing, first of all, uh, the fact that there are two more really, really highly professional businesses competing against us, quote, really, sorry, in our marketplace just helps us. Because then there are more branded, exceptional, and and you know again, uh, your your business is so exceptional. But what you your your team does year round, three hundred sixty five days a year, the growth trajectory you're at, not you know North America wide. So it's it's fantastic for us because customers are looking and sort of looking for more, looking for that branded appeal and all the great things that you you do in running a really great system and operation and can you know. Um, uh, continued exceptional support and customer experience. Just again, so it's, it's people may be confused. And I certainly was originally. And I think a lot of times, and I think sometimes it's because of sport, Paul, you know, most of us all get started in sport and we think, oh, it's about beating Paul on the hockey rink or the basketball court for me in the swimming pool. But it's, it's really seeing businesses so much more cooperative and not like there's price fixing or anything like that, but we want great competitors because it, it takes the game away from other people. 
um, you know, who aren't doing it as well. So I, I want to spend a little bit of time about what makes Shack Shine so great. What what makes your your whole organization so great? So people can 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 get an idea, and I can learn more too. <laughs> Absolutely, and what you're talking about is. You mentioned it, uh, you know, being part of the O2E brand's umbrella, ordinary to exceptional. Really, Shackshine is in the uh, exterior house detailing space. So we would do window cleaning, gutter cleaning, power washing, and then Christmas lights. We're right in the yeah. middle of a busy Christmas lights installation season. So uh, making the ordinary experience of, of home detailing uh, truly exceptional throughout, through yeah. our services. And Shackshine, well, what makes it really exceptional is, uh, I, I think, exactly that providing the ordinary and making an exceptional experience for our customers every time. So from a customer focus, that, that, that is a huge focus of ours. But if you look at it the other way is providing opportunities for entrepreneurs throughout North America yeah. to really execute their dream and their vision of becoming entrepreneurs. <clears throat> and in the end, that's what we're truly about is right. we use Shackshine as a, as a framework and we provide that business model, those proven uh, systems and methods, much like StudentWorks. Yeah. And Shackshine provides that proven business model and pairs it up with an entrepreneur who's looking to start their business. And maybe they don't want to start their own brand and their own business. They want to partner with Shackshine because of our systems and our model. And together, we can support them truly. When we call partner, truly is a partnership in business. Yes. And we can help them build up their business. Not only is it from a customer experience we look at it, or it's exceptional, but also providing these opportunities to these amazing entrepreneurs in North America. Yeah, I know in that way, um, you know, hopefully our leaders who are listening really see that, gee, our visions of what we do are so similar. They're not opposed. You know, we're about creating leaders and, and, and creating and having people go and move on to these extraordinary lives. That's what we want. And that's what that's what Paul and that's what Brian and that's what OT2E are, are about, you know, and, and, and fostering entrepreneurship and seeing seeing the best in people. So one of the things I must say that really I find so inspiring, and, and here I am promoting your, your your business and your brand, but but I can't help, but it's just like, what is it like for these three big brands? to work tonight to all together. And, and then the synergies that must be possible, you know, cause I look at our team and how we've grown 500% in the last nine or 10 years. And, but then I look at like, and how big we are, but I look at how monstrous you guys are and just how much talent you must have. So what's, what's it like uh, working there? Oh, it's and having those. It, yeah, on. that's a great, great question. That's, a huge reason why I joined back in 2016. It's been over five years of being part of O2E brands and uh, joining a startup like Shackshine back in 2016. Very small company doing less than a million dollars, only a handful uh, of entrepreneurs and business owners, franchise partners. But a big reason why I decided to join was, wow, we can really leverage the learning, the expertise and the experience of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Yeah. And they've been around since 1989, franchising since 1995. At the time when I joined in 2016, 1-800-GOT-JUNK was about a $200 million business. And this year, they're actually growing to about a half billion dollar business. Wow. Just 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Now, not necessarily my directly part of that business, but the amount of learning that I can leverage from seeing them grow mm -hmm. so much in just five years 
we've been able to luckily directly apply that learning and that expertise and experience to Shackshine. Yes. So ultimately, what O2E is almost like an incubator. You learn from 1-800-GOT-JUNK yeah. and you can apply all that learning to Shackshine, which has been, it's, it's truly been priceless and yeah. uh, really trying and working hard to grow Shackshine and, be, and have it be the fastest growing O2E brand has really been our vision and our goal yeah. and dream. We truly believe we can do that because of the learning from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Absolutely. Like, and it's such a huge advantage that you've got this massive brand, you know? So, so again, if I'm a young entrepreneur looking, I'm like, wow, look, is it even possible to join 1-800-GOT-JUNK? Because most, I imagine most of the markets are all full. So it's, it's like, wow, I, but I get to join the brand. I get to join with the systems and processes to really help me grow as an entrepreneur. Exactly. And we have a lot of people even acquiring, you're right, 1-800-GOT-JUNK is uh, sold out in North America and in yeah. terms of a franchise partner perspective. Um, and a lot of people who look into 1-800-GOT-JUNK uh, then look into the opportunity with Shackshine and make that yeah. decision to partner with Shackshine. So uh, really lucky being part of O2E Brands and learning and leveraging that growth and also seeing those entrepreneurs who are initially looking at 1-800-GOT-JUNK, they might be like, okay, since 1-800-GOT-JUNK isn't available, let's look at Shackshine. Wow, that's a great model for us. Right. And so one question I'm always interested in is, who is your customer, Paul? Is it the franchisee? Is it the end customer? That's a great question. And earlier, I, I um, referred to really two focuses that we have is providing ordinary experience of house detailing, turning it exceptional from a customer perspective, and then really also providing opportunities for entrepreneurs. I mean, uh, in the end, uh, for our franchise partners, the customer experience is the first and foremost focus. Right. But for Shackshine, uh, I hate to refer to it as a customer, but our franchise partners are truly our partners. And right. they are what uh, we partner with to build this business. So if right. you look at it in terms of your question, who is our customer, Shackshine's customer, we're partnering with our franchise partners so we can give them the tools, the resources, the systems us providing them with everything they need so they can then grow their business and serve their customers. Right. And we have the saying here at, at O2E Brands, and if you take care of uh, your people, so that means your technicians or your painters or your yeah. truck team members, you take care yeah. of your people, they'll take care of your uh, customers and your customers will take care of your business. Yeah, it's that circle. And I'm not surprised that that's how you saw it. And, and again, I, I hope everyone sees this is that, of course, the experience, the cu customer experience is really critical because that's, again, where the money gets generated. Everybody gets paid and, 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 and value. Again, profit follows value generation. Okay. And, and by the way, Hey, we do use your, 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 uh, your company in the past. Yes, it's true. We don't, we don't, we don't use the painting and cleaning services because we, we own one, but, but 100%, we got junk removals. We go to one editor got junk and have always been really, really just impressed, right. Just with all the ways that, that, that there's less likely to, to have, a bad experience, you know, just so, so much likely to, again, impress. And if you really think about it, it starts with, like you said, you partnering with those franchisees, 
having them understand the systems, having them understand how to deliver. And then always it really comes down to the team who actually delivers the customer experience rather than the franchisee typically, right? At any scale, you know, you, you, that franchisee doesn't have a lot to do with the, the customer experience. Sorry, individually, one-on-one com- conversation. Absolutely. And it's all about people. And mm-hmm. uh, our franchise partners mm-hmm. really focusing on growing and developing their people, whether it be technicians or operations managers or sales managers, so they can then lead that exceptional customer experience. Because you're right, directly, it, it's not the franchise partner providing that experience, it's them leading their team yeah. to provide that exceptional customer experience. So given the last five or six years of experience that you've had at O2E Brands, you know, might you share about providing great customer experience or or a different focus around systems or who knows what that would would help impact our leaders to and again because we're always again looking to get better and better and better and again just so we're clear I think you guys are better so so so, so just so we're clear <laughs> so yeah. That's funny. You mentioned that. And a lot of what we have built uh, at Shack Shineto to a brands, it's it's leveraged and learned from other uh, brands and industries in the world. And a lot of what I use today, I've learned at Student Works Painting and the Student awesome. Works program. So it's it's funny you say, oh, I think you guys are better. <laughs> it's uh, appreciate the acknowledgement. But wow, a lot of what we have is is truly because of what I've learned at my time at StudentWorks. And oh, that's fantastic. Well, isn't that really nice to say? Isn't that great? I'm really I'm really happy, you know, to to hear that. It's amazing to see it in action in our business. And and you asked, well, what truly contributes to an amazing customer experience? And I look back, and really, the, one of the biggest lessons I learned with StudentWorks is. The, the focus or the hyper-focus on systemizing a business and putting in systems and processes. If I rewind back and look at, you know, 18, 19-year-old young Paul, yeah. joins Student Works, thinks he knows everything, wants to run the business his way, himself. And to be honest, didn't follow systems in my, in my first couple of years of Student Works. Right. And it took a lot of hard lessons to learn uh, that is not the right way to run a business. These systems are in place because... They're a proven method through many years of experience, and they're there because they work. Exactly. In my first few years as a franchisee with StudentWorks, I was doing things my own way, you know, uh, whether it was uh, painting a house or leading people or marketing or sales. I thought I knew better. Right. And you learn that, that, that lesson, an, an expensive lesson, that you need to follow the systems and processes to, to be successful, to be profitable. Now, fast forward many years, and now to where we're at with Shackshine. That lesson has stayed with me the, the whole time. And reflecting back and looking, it's so important to focus on systems and processes, especially as you scale from Shackshan being less, you know, about a handful of franchise partners in 2016 to approaching 70 this year. Wow. And seeing that growth, and that wouldn't be possible if we didn't have uh, systems that were um, dialed in and tight that can be replicated by each and every franchise partner. Without those systems, then our customer experience wouldn't be as consistent and as uh, strong as it is today. And the same goes for winning our gut junk and, and yes. the other brands that we have as well. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, well, just tell a couple of stories. Andrew Britnell, obviously, uh, you know, um, uh, he's passed on, but what an amazing, amazing man. He talks, to, he, he shares with me and Andrew, Andrew founded the West Coast. And he talked to me about 
Brian Scudamore sharing with him years ago about his real focus on systems. Andrew really doubled down on creating amazing systems and being the generous uh, and great friend of, of mine. I am not great at systems and he gave us his systems. And so we've continued to develop and build our systems. And I know there are slight differences and things like that, but largely we're just so running on the same platform right across Eastern and Western Canada. One of the reasons why we're so exceptional in all those markets is because of that, again, that commitment, that focus on systems. And just to share a story um, about, about why it's so important, it's the consistent delivery of the customer experience. A couple of decades ago, and I can't remember how, but one of my good friends was the, it was a good friend of uh, one of the master franchisees of, of uh, Subway, and he expanded Subway into Ontario, um, and obviously became massively successful because he expanded Subway across Ontario in a, just an enormously huge way really quickly. And um, I remember being over to his house a couple of times, and I remember going, oh, hey, I was over here at this local Subway, and God, they had seafood sauce. It was so good. And it was like his eyes almost flipped around in his sockets and he went, oh, my God, where was it? Oh, those idiots, you know, because the problem is I liked it. And then it was be no, nowhere else. But his mom brought seafood sauce in and he thought it was great. And he thought he made his mom made better tuna than they make tuna. And then again, the same customer experience doesn't happen and it breaks everything down. It's like, what is Subway? Right. And as much as possible, especially at scale, now it's 70, pretty soon there'll be, you know, more and more and more at scale. We want it always to look the same. Absolutely. It's it's something that we're actually hyper focusing on now, too. It's a great story that you shared. Yeah. Right now we're sort of at, at the pinnacle of Shack Shine's growth, where uh, if you we're we're following the trajectory of of one eight hundred got junk and you know, they grew from one million to fifteen to twenty to thirty to fifty to hundred. And, and next year, uh, we're, we're going to be approaching about 35 million, then 50, then 75, then 100 million, that, that, that rapid growth. And we can't do that without that focus on standardization and systems and processes. And, and what you mentioned with the, with the subway sauce, we absolutely have uh, some franchise partners, business owners who do things slightly differently. Yes. And that's just the, that's just the nature of, of franchising and, and the industry we're in. But our focus is to support them, coach them, provide them with the tools and resources. And maybe there is a better way of doing something. Right. So taking in all the knowledge from all the different franchise partners and building a better system. Yes. Uh, for example, many, many people might have heard the story of the Big Mac from McDonald's. That was yeah. actually an idea of a franchise partner, a franchisee. Mm-hmm. And they, they tested it in their local store, did a, did a pilot. And then the brand noticed and said, wow, we really need to roll this out to everybody else. Yeah. So using that mentality and, and using the system, we have 70 amazing franchise partners in Shackshine. And, and we have this mentality at Shackshine called BBT, bigger, better, together. Right. And we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for all 70 franchise partners. Yeah. And so much knowledge, perspective coming in. Maybe somebody's doing it better with a different system in this area. We take that, we test it, we analyze it, and then we can release it to the rest of the system to make everybody better. I love it. I love it. Uh, the McMuffin was also created that way. Um, so yes. that's what I, that's what I like best about McDonald's. So so so. Big but yeah, breakfast. Yeah, and so and that's one of the fantastic things of a, a franchise network is you know for us we've got two hundred and fifty amazing leaders and. 
And it's trying to find the balance between follow the system, follow the system. And yes, of course, you know, it was there something creative that somebody created and, and, and allowing for both that tension between, between both, um, you know, let's test something. And on the other hand, you know, it's small tweaks largely that are going to make the difference, you know, especially at this, this stage in our career and, and Shack Shines, you know, but it, it really is always looking to get better is something that's critical for, for growth organizations. Exactly. Absolutely. We have so many in a brand, there's non-negotiables. You have to adhere to the brand and to the process, integrity and customer experience. And you mentioned some franchise partners also you know, crave that creativity and, and it's a fine balance between both. And, and a lot of franchise partners can experience that creativity. It's through leading their teams and developing their people and, and growing and scaling their business while still adhering to systems and processes and, and truly that one way of doing things. It, it is what really contributes to growth and scaling uh, yeah. a business. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. But, you know, one of the things we've been talking about a lot of really good things, a lot of, you know, growth, but we know growth comes with failing, uh, willing to fail Brian's book, you know, there it is, there. Yes. <laughs> okay. but it's, but, but how do you, how do you look at failure? What about your failures? What about your mistakes? Just to, to share, uh, you know, with our young leaders listening. Yeah. And you mentioned it, Brian Scudamore's book, who I've had the privilege, privilege to work with and learn a lot from. He, he wrote a book last two years ago, it was willing to fail. And entrepreneurship is a lot about uh, learning failing, learning again, yeah. and yeah. looking back at your mistakes and, and coming out of them being a better, stronger person. Looking back, I mean, I, I shared it with you, Chris, a little bit earlier was one, one of my initial failures was first couple of years of student works. So I really took it for granted. I didn't follow the systems. I, I was, I did well. I, I put up big numbers. I, I made some money, but looking back is I could have done so much better if I just yeah listened to the process, followed the systems and executed the model that was there. And one of the biggest failures was not being humble enough to learn in the beginning. Yeah. I thought I knew everything. Yeah. Coming in, you're a young kid, 18, 19 university. And looking back is if I was just a little bit more humble and more willing to learn, yeah. then I'd be so much more successful and profitable. Yeah. And, and that's just, that lesson has carried over to everything I've done. And I've just naturally become more of a curious person since then, because I saw and reflecting back was, wow, if I just listened to the first few years and executed the system, I could have been so much more successful. But reflecting back, that's, that's really been a, a good, good turning point for me. And another one I can add to is sure. being part of and coaching businesses and supporting startups and growing a brand is uh, back in my student works days, I was really focused on being in the business head yeah. down, working on the daily tasks in the business. Oh, this house needs painting. Let's jump in. Oh, yeah. this needs to be done. Let's jump in. And now looking back and looking at the last six to eight years of my careers and analyzing successful business owners and entrepreneurs and others who taken a little bit longer to ramp up to success. The ones who have truly been successful quicker and sooner are the ones who work on the business. Yeah. So uh, having that opportunity to, to lift your head above the clouds take a 30,000 foot view of your business and really work on the business instead of working in the business. And that again, all comes from my experience with student works and having the time to reflect on that. Yeah. Uh, those failures, those mistakes uh, have really uh, taught me to learn, get past those and apply them in so many different ways in, in my career now. Oh, I just love that. And I love the humility piece. You know, that, that was, 
you know, and I don't know Brian really well at, at, at all. I've met him a number of times over the years, but one of the things that really seems to me is he's very humble, you know, just, you know, again, not, Oh, I'm the best, smartest guy, you know, et cetera. And he, he's got a lot to say for that, by the way, you know, based on the success he's had, but that's not his space, you know, Hey, how, you know, how can we grow together? What can we do? You know, and trying to, you know, there's a yearning about learning there, you know, in your organization, you feel it, which is, which is so great. It's not, I'm right. It's what's right. That's, that's a great, that's a great thing. You know, what's right. And let's just figure it out, you know, and not getting stuck in that space. Absolutely. Very collaborative. And, and you, you nail, hit the nail on the head. Brian is a very humble guy. And uh, seeing how he operates and, and runs a business is a, a big lesson for me as well. Yeah. And so, you know, when you think back, you know, uh, moving from that university student to being a, a real huge value creator in the full-time world, what did you need to change about yourself, Paul? That's a, that's a great question. I know I've listened to so many of your podcasts and, and hearing <laughs> how others have responded to the question too. And, and, you know, thinking and reflecting back on that, uh, it's, it's been a long, it's been a long, great journey. I've learned a lot through my time with Student Works and applying that and scaling a business with Shackshine. I think it goes back to, I mean, it's the experience that's defined my, uh, myself and my, my trajectory and my career and success, but also, I think what I would change is just the curiosity that would come with it. I, I, I wish I was more curious uh, yeah. back in the early days, yeah. asking more questions, being more humble, being more open to new ideas or new methods, but rather than thinking, oh, I know everything. I can yeah. do this my way. I can be just as successful. Yeah. So it'd be more of that experience has changed me to be more curious and being more humble and accepting of going into things with eyes wide open and being able to learn. And the other end of it is using the, the analogy of working in the business and on the business is uh, what I would change looking back at the experience is thinking of a business more big picture, more vision, more strategy. Whereas yeah. if you're in the business, you're stuck in day to day. It's tough to grow when you're in the business and you're stuck in day to day. You might be doing great and it works for a lot of people, but in in order to truly scale a business like Shackshine or Student Works or What Eight Hundred Got Junk, really have to think bigger picture, strategy, vision, execution, getting yourself out of the day to day and working on the business to truly scale. Yeah, and those, those would really be the, the two that would, if, if I could go back and change. And that that second piece, a lot of it, it feels to me just so exhausting. because you know one of the things when you're the leader of your business leaders, <laughs> it's you have that strategy, that thinking about your business, that working on your business, it sits there, whether you want to admit it or not, I admit it's there. And so if I'm not giving it any space and I'm just spending all my time working on the business in the business, sorry, working in the business, then it, it, there's, I think there starts to be just an energy loss and it's frustrating and exhausting. You know, so, you know, looking to let's, let's hire one more person to take care of this or take care of that. So I've got some more time. Let's, you know, you know, block out some time. One of the best things as well is, is actually trusting your staff that they can handle it. Okay. Hey, they can handle it. And let's, let's give them smaller and then larger and larger points of time where they can handle it. And gee, you've just created a half day. Okay, work on the business, or they just you just created a day, or hey, a retreat. Go go spend some time thinking about your thinking about your business and what your next steps are, right? And and so it's 
there's there's lots of pieces, but there's no question. And then the other thing is, there's no question as well. When you're in a company that people trust you, okay, hey, no one's looking over your shoulder. I just know it, right? Just just about you know the brand you work on. So it's like they trust you to go work on the business. They trust you to grow the business. It's just it it, it allows great people to just flourish too. Absolutely, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's the trust mm-hmm. in the people. And what you're touching on is delegating and delegating yeah. tasks and having that trust in your team. A lot of times do something a lot better than uh, I or you could do ourselves. Yes. Yeah. We're the experts in that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it would be, uh, for example, my, my role to lead them to contribute to that. They can do it so much better than I can. Yeah. And uh, that's what really contributes to growth and scaling a business. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes there's kind of a, it's funny delegating. Sometimes there's kind of a negative consequence. Oh, I'm being delegated to. Now I'm being enrolled and engaged in this big opportunity that you're better than me. Right. And, and so, and again, humility helps with that too. Right. When you can say, oh, no, you're better at this than I am. Thank you so much. There's all sorts of people way better and all sorts of areas than me in our business. And I make them aware of it just, and, you know, I know I'm really great at three things. That's what I focus on. That's how I can contribute the most to the business. And that's what I keep going to. And so it's not, oh, delegating. Like one of the things, as you know, Paul, we've made this massive improvement in, in online recruiting and and just our online presence, online branding. Well, wasn't me. <laughs> so, so, you know, that wasn't delegating. That was people, you know, holding up their hands and creating new opportunities and creating new ways of looking at things and, and seeing new strategies, as you said, and uh, they're excited about creating it. And, you know, thank God they did because we're, we're attracting way more leaders into our program and better leaders than ever before. Exactly. It's empowering your people to yeah. uh, put their best foot forward and contributing to, I mean, the example you use, contributing to so much growth and, and, and a bigger business. Yeah. So what habits, we all know habits are the key, you know, are so important. You know, what key habits would, would a young leader want to steal from you, Paul? Well, I mean, uh, looking back, I think we've touched on I, sort of a three in my head and touched on the three. Number one is mentioned a few times, be curious. Yeah. Ask questions. And what that ultimately leads to is your self-development. So asking questions of, of your leaders and seeing how you can do better and improve on what you're doing and just having that open mind to self-development. I think it's truly been uh, not so much a secret to success, but a great habit that's, that's stayed with me since, since my early student works days. The second one, and it probably doesn't come as a surprise, and many have said it, is just having a, a lot of grit and tenacity and hard work. Yeah. Success doesn't come with any of those. And even though uh, some may think it does, uh, it, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication and grit and tenacity to get where a lot of people are today. Yeah. And, and last one is, we, we just touched on it, but the leaders of tomorrow uh, are going to become leaders through a focus on people. And whether you use the word delegating or building and developing a team, I couldn't, uh, many others can't get to where we are just by ourselves. Oh, yeah. We need a, a smart, a great, a dedicated team to help get Shack Shine there or businesses there. And you can never do it alone. You always yeah. need a great team with you to do it. And, and that's one of the, the so sort of the, the key habits is, is focusing on people and developing mm-hmm. people and having that it's all about people mentality. And once yeah. you can master that, combine with uh, the other two, uh, Great tenacity, hard work, and also just self development and being curious. To me, that 
has been the recipe for success and just constant development and, and continuing to challenge myself and grow. Yeah. Well, I love that. And one of the things actually, when you were chatting about that, that sort of popped up for me is, is just the culture at O2E and that you, you've been recognized as Canada's, you know, one of Canada's best, best workplaces, et cetera. And I can only imagine again, the culture uh, just being fantastic, you know, and, and so, so what is it do you think that makes the O2E culture fantastic? What do you think, you know, the leaders there are doing, you're doing, uh, people are doing there to make it a really great place to work? I think internally O2E and, and being the three brands, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Wowende Painting and, and Shack Shine, who I'm working directly with. It's just the, the relentless focus on people. Uh, you, you go around, walk around our office. There's uh, so many amazing decals on the wall and, and that culture, the vibe. Everyone's always smiling and happy. And yeah. it's just that relentless focus on, on people and the development of people, which is key. Mm-hmm. Not so much are you just contributing to a brand and growing it to the best of your ability, but you're also learning along the way. And if you're not learning, then uh, a lot of people tend to get bored. And at O2E, we're always learning, always looking to develop. And really, uh, that path has led us to contribute to growth to these amazing brands. And and without that focus on development and and people, uh, I believe we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I know, I remember reading Brian's book, he talked about the beer test. You know, like, you know, you're going to recruit someone. Do I, you know, I can't remember if he goes and has a beer with them or, 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 but the idea is, would I want to have a beer with somebody, you know, just, you know, and and certainly something that I think about my business, it's like, if someone isn't bringing good energy, of course, not every day, every moment or people, but, you know, if someone's not fun to work with, enjoyable, you know, overwhelmingly, most of the time, then why do we have them on the team? Life's too short. Let's let's have just great people here, you know, just making it fun and let's and and we can provide lots of coaching if someone's kind of getting track and and help them help them coach and develop so that, that that they can find their best self here, but just make such a difference. What about that beer test? Does Brian drink drink beers with everybody? <laughs> oh, I mean, looking back at the pre-COVID days, yes. Yeah, we we did that. I remember my first week. We'd go out uh, to a local brewery here, and, and Brian would take the you know couple of new hires out, and he still did that up until the COVID days. And right, we call it internally the beer and barbecue test. Yeah, hiring somebody, bringing somebody on to organization, you want to enjoy who you're working with, and they want to be a fit for your culture and your brand and who you are. And the beer and barbecue test is the ultimate test, and it's, yeah. it's can I enjoy a beer with this person? Exactly. And yes, uh, now it happens virtually. It's it's a yeah. Zoom. It's a Zoom screen, and <laughs> and Brian joins on and, and spends some time with some new hires. But absolutely crucial to to that. And we have a room actually here at the junction at our head office called the uh, BBQ Beer and Barbecue Room, and that's an ode to that test. And it reminds me of too uh, one thing is when we're hiring. Uh, people into the organization, whether it's us at the brand level or franchise partners at, at, at their business level, we, we look at the four H's, hands-on, hardworking, hungry, and happy. And, yes. and that really contributes to our culture too, because yeah. if you're not hardworking, hands-on, hungry, or happy, uh, you likely wouldn't be a good fit for uh, the culture that we have here in O2E Brands. And, and a beer and barbecue test is kind of the, the ultimate test that, the ultimate, that we have yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then again, then again, it's, it's like people want to go to work. Let's go do this. Let's, let's have fun while we're doing it. Why wouldn't we want to do it? Right. Like that's just kind of what the team uh, has, has created. It's just, it's just really, really a awesome story. 
So anything else before my final question, anything else that you'd like to share, Paul? I think we've done a great job covering it. I thank you for, for everything. Great questions. And um, uh, the experience that I've had with student works is really just how it's applied to and made me uh, who I am today and allowed yeah. me the opportunities that I just shared with, with the listeners today about Shackshine. Not only is it the professional opportunities that it's provided me, but also the personal relationships have come out of with so many uh, great friends and a wife as well uh, exactly. out of student works. <laughs> uh, but looking back, so grateful for the opportunity. And it was great to, to catch up on that and, and also see how it applies both professionally and personally to what I've been doing. Yeah, what, what a fantastic takeaway, Paul. Holy, um, <laughs> you know, so final question. So when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? Looking at leaders of tomorrow and, and who's coming into, you know, the Student Works program and, and hopefully the listeners of this podcast, the first thing that comes to mind is leaders of tomorrow, brand new, starting your entrepreneurial journey, uh, maybe a first experience in the professional world come to it with an open mind. Uh, looking back, uh, that was one mistake that I, uh, I had. I didn't do that. And if I did, it would have served me so much better. It would have been successful so much sooner and would have had fun a lot sooner. Instead, it took me a couple of years to get there. And I got there. It's an amazing experience. But come to it with an open mind would be, would be the first one. Uh, number two is, uh, with that open mind coming, always be learning and developing. Look at every failure, every mistake, look at it as an opportunity to learn and develop because everything that happens in life uh, is, is meant to be learned from and hopefully improved upon. And last one, I think leaders of tomorrow, looking at values uh, at O2E here, we have our, our values called pipe, professionalism, integrity, passion, and empathy. And it's important as true leaders of tomorrow to lead with those values and what those values will result in is uh, making people around you better. And that's truly what a leader is, is making people around you better and succeed and develop themselves too. Well, this is, this is awesome. This all got started, I can't remember, it was a conversation I was having with Corey Bartram like a, a yes. year and a bit ago, like, like I think last, like, like 15 months ago. So, so for everybody, Corey's, Corey's the, uh, the VP uh, or one of the VPs uh, and a great friend. Um, and so it was like, oh, you know, who do you know? Who could we have? And, 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 he, and, he, and he mentioned you, he mentioned Aaron and, and just, just so awesome. You know, again, you pass the beer and barbecue test, no beers here, no barbecue, but, but I'd love to have you have one with you, Paul, uh, you, you, you know, just so it feels like we're so connected in what we're doing and how we view the world and what we're up to. And I wish you continued success. Um, you know, please say hello to Brian for us. Uh, we love him uh, and think he's awesome and uh, continued success for all the, all the great stuff that you're creating out there. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Hopefully we can have a, a beer in person soon, but thank you so much. <laughs> it was a pleasure being on your, on your podcast today. You betcha. Okay. Fantastic. Have an awesome day. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast 
interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.